0: everybody, and welcome to Pet Life Radio. My name is Brent Atwater. I'm your hostess for the day, and I'm being joined by two very special people. Miss Diane Berger, who was with us on another show, um, is joining us again. Thank you, Diane. And we have Frankie Johnson, a hospice professional bereavement counselor. And what are we going to do today we're going to talk about pet loss and the holidays and we're going to start off we're just going to sort of take it in increments because what we want to do is to share with you ways to make it through and to get through hopefully with a heart that doesn't hurt as much and maybe to celebrate joy while you're celebrating the holidays is to celebrate the joy that your pet gave you during that time frame And we're going to start off, we're going to do it in increments so that if you want to, get a pencil so you can take notes. Because I think this is a really good show that will give you the tools to make it through. Our first subject is going to be preparing for your pet to die during the holidays. And I mean, that's just horrific to think about even the concept. But there are a lot of times when you do know that your pet's health issues are ongoing, chronic, and terminal. And you can't say, well, that'll be at 4 o'clock on Wednesday the 4th, because you can't determine exactly when or how, even though God does and your pet does know when he's going to pass away, which we did a show on, so y'all check that show out. When you're preparing for the holidays and you have a very ill pet, one of the things we want to talk about is we're going to let Diane start this with living with that uncertainty and, you know, making alternative plans of the what-ifs and the winds. What you think, Diane?
1: My my thinking about that is notifying people that you may have holiday plans with that your plans may change, and whether or not they understand that, being in touch with what you need to do and where you need to be, and if your plans involve travel, taking some time to to think about that. And um, I my pet didn't cross over my my cat didn't cross over during the holidays. However, my a vacation a week away was approaching and I had to decide whether or not to go. My reservations were made. It was something I looked forward to. And as the time approached and she was getting weaker and weaker, I put a lot of thought into it. I, I talked to her about it. I had to reach deeply into myself, even though I knew someone who loved her, my ex-husband who loved her and had lived with her, would be stopping over every day and, and feeding the cats and, and checking in. I had to think through how I would feel if she crossed over while I was gone and, and make a decision based on that, as, as it turned out, I had decided not to go. However, she crossed over four days before my reservations began, so I, I did go. But just, just, just exploring your own feelings about getting in touch with, with where you need to be and what you need to do in case...
0: And I think that's a very solid thing to think about. I had a friend who was a 75-year-old gentleman, and Jack had a dog, Murphy, that was uh, gradually going into dementia and neuropathy and having a little mini strokes. And he just he called all of his friends, and he said, let me let you know, I've had Murphy for 15 years. Murphy is my family, and I'm not going anywhere or doing anything as long as Murphy's alive. And he just made a blanket statement like that, and he didn't ask you to respect it. He didn't ask you to think about it. He just told you. So if you have problems or you think you're going to have problems with people going, oh, man, it's just a cat. It's just a dog. No, just make that blanket statement like Jack. This is my family member. I'm going to stay with him until it's that time. And factually, he did. I mean, it really touched my heart. One of the things that Jack did was when it was time for Murphy to cross to the other side, he laid down on the floor with him. And just held him in his arms as they helped Murphy transition. I just think that that was from his heart. And he had made the choice that that was not going to ever, that being Murphy's passing, was never going to occur without him being there and being held in his arms and loved. So you also have to think about, since it is the holidays and you know you have to make blueberry pie and fruitcake and everything like that, if all of a sudden there was an incident, how are you going to handle it? And I know you think, well, I don't even want to think about it because that's going to bring negative energy to me. No, that's not the truth. An animal does know when they're going to pass and they know what exits to pick. And I really believe that Diane's Christmas gift was her cat picking and deciding to choose an exit point prior to her trip so that she could end up going. But that's one of the things we want you to examine your heart and to look at it from both ways, quietly within yourself and then announcing it to others and announcing it in a way that it'll be respected and or if it's not respected by blatant people, then just saying these are the parameters, these are the boundaries and these are the rules. So don't feel bad if you do that because you only have this one time and it's not about, well, I'll do a do-over. You won't get a do-over. So think about it very carefully. What do you think, Frankie?
2: Oh, I agree totally. It's about you and your pet, and those that will understand will understand.
0: And what do you think about the expectations and caring for yourself during this time?
2: Oh, I think that's really high on the list of things that need to be done, um, because there, what we're talking about is anticipatory grief. I mean, there's actually a name for it. And really? Caring, yes, anticipatory grief, and that's Because grief occurs both in the anticipation of it happening and then after the loss or the transition. Because we react to the present, what's going on in the present, but then that also triggers other losses that we have had. Um, So it triggers the past, it's the present, and then it also
0: triggers a fear of future losses. So there's a lot going on. So there's more layers than we just think that we really need to sit quiet with ourselves about. There's those three layers.
2: Yes. Yes, there is. Wow. And you, you need to allow yourself the space to take that all in. And how would you suggest you we allow that space? Well, you're coping with feelings of loss, the physical and mental fatigue. You're overwhelmed with decisions, sometimes cost issues just to let go of any expectations, I guess, would be and feel your way through it because it is very different. It's very different.
0: And I think you mentioned that, you know, taking a journal and making videos and doing photos and start the process of memory moments and memorializing would be good. Would that be good in anticipatory grief stage? That would be
2: wonderful. Writing down your feelings, because during the holidays, memories are going to get triggered about your pet, like, oh, he did this or he used to do that. And sometimes we get anxious that we're going to forget those things. And Mm -hmm. so Writing them down gives you, it uh, helps decrease your anxiety at
0: that time. Um, I think I'd be having a video camera on that
2: pet (laughs) 24 7 exactly and i even said like video taking photos um video your pet including you in the video with your pet just talking with them sharing with them you know a personal video for yourself and a video that you could share with others when the time
0: comes and let them dress up in their little customary costumes if you dress your pet because i've seen a lot of precious pet pictures that have on santa baby costume Mm -hmm. for you and me uh uh-huh You know, And I think that that would be good. And I think the fact that you mentioned that you should also be included in the photo because when you get the photos back and your pet's on the other side, you're thinking, why didn't I get a picture of him with me? So for those listeners out there, don't forget to have a friend come over and take that picture with your pet so that you can keep it for your heart at a later time. Yes,
2: very true. I know with uh, when my bear man passed, um, he was a meower and he talked all the time, and I do not have his little voice on video.
0: And, oh, I hadn't um, thought about that. Yeah, you you can actually tape mm-hmm. tape a talker. Yes, yes. Whoa, interesting. So I am now I am now doing that with my other pets. Oh, smart idea. I hadn't even thought about that. I, I don't think I would really love the fact that friend uh, back backtalks me when I say sit and he doesn't want to. It's... <laughs> but I think that that would be one of the most things that I would miss about him because we always are having an ongoing and constant conversation. So that's a fabulous idea to be taping your talker pets so that um, when they're gone, I know that when Mike was killed, the one thing they said, do you want any anything from him? And I said, yes, I want his answering machine. And they said, why? I said, because his voice is on it. And then, of course, you know, Stump said, well, we already threw that out. My stomach went just so south it was unreal. So I think that that's a fabulous idea to tape if they're talkers to you or they make special squeaky noises or nuff nuff sounds or, you know, things like that. Even if they're like when they, you know, go to bed and they're making their little, <laughs> you know, when they're getting all down in the covers next to you or something like that. That's a sound that you'll really appreciate if you have on tape at a later time.
2: I'm grabbing my phone to video all the time now.
0: Ah, uh, totally agree with that. Diane, you got anything to throw in there that we might have missed?
2: That during the
1: time that I was an anticipatory grief because I had six months of anticipatory grief Um, not knowing if her crossing would be the next day or the next week or six months from then as it turned out I took a wealth of photographs and I'm so happy I did that they are such treasures to me now and I I didn't take videos I did take I I wish that I had taken a video of what she enjoyed most and that was being brushed and she, she was a cat a few words. I'm like my tortie who talks all the time. Selena had a sweet, quiet voice, but she she made a special sound when she saw the brush cuz she got so excited. And oh. I can still hear that in my head. I still oh, wow. play that sometimes, but I didn't
0: I didn't record it. So. Okay, so what we've learned from this is get that phone out and put the video section on just if you're even if you're just going to get sounds.
2: It's important. Mm
0: -hmm. It's important. Well, the next thing we want to talk about after anticipatory grief, and this is sort of part of it, though, what are the biggest mistakes that you can make pre-death? Now, from my perspective, one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is asking your pet to hang on so that you can get through the holidays like, oh, please, Fluffy, don't go till after Christmas or the New Year's because then I have to think about it and then I'll always remember, look, your pet has already picked an exit point. Now, you can ask them to stay for you. But if you do, it may end up having horrific consequences because their exit point is important because it's part of their soul's contract. And so honoring their exit point is more important than honoring what you want and your time and during the holidays. And another way to think about that is the fact that when they make the exit point, it's supposed to be during that time and there's nothing wrong about it. And oftentimes a body... Deteriorates beyond a point that it can be restored or regenerated. And you have to allow that, even though you're going, Well, it's Christmas Eve, don't go fluffy. You know, that might be the best time for Fluffy to get out of that old fursuit and be sitting with you on Christmas morning at the Christmas table with in living energy. What do you think, Frankie?
2: Well, I think, yeah, I agree with that totally. And another thing is actually pretending your way through the holidays just to carry on the holiday traditions. But I don't think that's good for you or your pet because of the energy that you have with that. You have to honor that things really are not the same. You're not the same. And we have a saying like, meet meet yourself where you're at and let it be okay.
0: Say that again real slow so everybody can run, get their pencil, as we say in the South, or their pen and write that down because I think that's really important.
2: To meet yourself where you are at
0: and let it be okay. That's a pretty good prescription for living your whole life, but especially when there's an upcoming transition getting ready to occur. And that's also saying allow it. You know, you've got to allow what the universe and your pet is choosing. Any thoughts, Diane? That's wonderful. That's as it applies to
1: grief and as it applies to life. I think you both have it covered, and the only thing I might add to that is that guessing that your pet not just asking your pet to hang on through the holidays but guessing that it won't happen over the holidays because it's the holidays because the reality is it, it might so to really
0: prepare yourself for that possibility and don't make the mistake of pretending that it won't right yeah so what we're going to do now is take a break with our sponsors and then we'll be right back
3: sit stay we'll be right back after a short pause
0: Well, our subject today is not really one of the most pleasant, but I think it's one of the best ways to help you navigate through impending pet death during the holidays. And we hope that we're giving you a lot of little tips, techniques, and tidbits on how to make it through one of the most horrific times if you're a pet parent in your life. We have, again with us, we have Frankie, who is an hospice bereavement counselor. We have Diane, who is a very wise sage. And all of us have had lots of experience dealing with this. Now, if you'd like to ask further questions after the show, go over to our Pet Loss Group. It's global. It's multilingual. There's over 51,000 members in it. And ask some more questions, and that's on our Facebook page. If you'd like, we're going to be doing question and answers on my YouTube channel. And then we have lots of resources, like a pet reincarnation blog. We have Facebook pages. And we have more than enough articles in the pet reincarnation blog that will help fill in all the spaces that perhaps we didn't touch on today. And I'm really blessed that both of these ladies are in our group and are so wise in having been through this and yet gentle in their approach and educative in expanding your awareness to help heal your heart. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about actually dealing with the death of your pet during the holidays. Before, we were talking about anticipatory grief, new word, and the mistakes you could make. But now we're going to talk about, all right, what is your transition preparation and plan when Fido or Fluffy goes to the angels? Frankie? First of all, just have a plan. That's very important to have a plan.
2: Um, any phone numbers you need, have your support in place, who you're going to call. Even as far done. and I even kind of compared it to Having a a bag ready or having um, something ready is like when you're pregnant and going to go to the hospital, you have that bag ready to go. What do you want to have around you? What do you want to bring if you have to take your pet somewhere? What are you going to wear? Where will you go and what will you do immediately after? It's good to have some type of a plan because the state of mind that you'll be in once that happens, you will not be able to think that clearly.
0: You know, I like the the idea that you, it's like having a baby. Well, this is a new birth. This is a birth from getting rid of the old fursuit into being a living energy. So I think that even though you're going to feel like you've been sat on by the most explosive, horrific thing that ever could be in your soul, it actually is a form of birth. It's a form of leaving the fursuit and going toward the new living energy. And I think it's important that even burial plans should be addressed. What do you think, Diane?
1: I absolutely agree that a plan is very important because it'll be so difficult to think about that when you're feeling confused and and shocked and and all the other, all the other initial feelings that you will have.
0: I think it's hard to be thinking hearing Jingle Bells and Oh Silent Night when you're trying to decide at-home euthanasia or take them to the vet. I think that you're going, it's a white Christmas and you're deciding cremation or burying them outside. So I believe that the plan, even though you may think it sounds macabre at the time, is more a reality to make it softer on your heart. And I think that making it softer on your heart while you're hearing Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, and here comes Rudolph the red-nosed, you know, and you're listening to Rudolph and everything, and you're sitting over there on a death watch of waiting for your pet to pass over. I think that when that time comes, it's just going to blow the jingle bells out of everything, and yet when you're still hearing that laughter and happiness in the background, it will be pounding on your heart because of the extreme opposites of your heart and soul being smashed wide open because of the transition, and yet everybody's doing a celebratory Christmas thing. So what are some of the ways that you can take care of your heart, uh, Frankie? Oh, my goodness. Several ways. And the first, I would think, is dealing with others
2: that have well-meaning advice, words of wisdom for you. And to death makes people uncomfortable. So or the transition you know, of a pet and they're uncomfortable with your grief and they don't know what to do with that. So when, when you hear the, the things that people may say to you, just try to understand that they mean well, forgive them and actually try to spend little time with them and spend your time with people who truly do understand the process of grieving and can be there with you to help you work through it.
0: And I think those, you know, when your, your co-workers say, oh man, it's just a cat. Get over it. Let's go out and uh, let's do some ho, ho, ho at the local ba bar bar. And you're going, I don't want a ho, ho, ho. And they go, I'm telling you, it's just a damn dog or damn cat. Get over it. Look, you have the right to have your feelings in your heart on your timetable. And I think that those people may just be somebody you never, ever want to be around again because there have been a lot of people that have given up their friends going, I am never talking to Martha again because of the way she treated me and my pet stuff. She just doesn't get me. Guess what? That's okay to be that way. But there are some people in between who really, it's like Frankie said, they don't know what to say to you because they're afraid if they say something wrong, it'll upset you worse. And if they don't say enough, that'll upset you. And if they say too much, that'll upset you. So they're sort of like skating on uh, quicksand. And it's the quicksand is they want to help you, but they don't know how.
2: And it's uncomfortable for them to meet you where you're at because they don't want to be there. Right.
0: Because they've got Fluffy sitting at home that's 16 years old, and they're going, hmm, he might be next. Mm-hmm. Or they've got a friend that, you know, or they do rescue and they've just saved some dog from the snow or some starving horse, or, you know, or something has happened. Or they've picked up a dog that had been cast off on the side of the road that had been shot or something. You know, you don't know right where they are. So sometimes people's reaction is not exactly about your grief. It's about them not being able to handle it. What do you think, Diane? I think that's very
1: true that they they personalize it and are, are glad it's not them. And... So they're not there and maybe some of them haven't experienced it before, pet loss. Maybe some of them haven't, don't have pets and just can't relate to it on the same level. And any way that you need to take care of your heart is okay. If you need to not think about it for a while and you do need to go out and party with your friends, that's okay too. But but honor, honor whatever feels right for you.
0: And I think that a lot of we find in our group, which we invite you, if you're listening to this show, we invite you because we've got all these folks over there waiting to help you in our Facebook pet loss group. And, you know, you'll find that it's a family. We call it our pet family because everybody is there to help everybody else. And I'm always thrilled that they pass the love forward. So um, we're really blessed with a wonderful group of caring individuals from all over the world. And one of the things that I think you'll find most interesting is that sometimes in families, you'll hear a wife say, my husband just doesn't get this. You know, it was my cat. My husband, he just didn't get this thing about this cat at all. And you're going, we get it. We understand. So don't blame your family members because they don't get it. Maybe they haven't had the opportunity to experience. And I think it's really important. Don't you, Frankie, about explaining it to children? Oh, yes.
2: Yes. And actually allowing yourself and your children to set boundaries and letting that be okay to let your child know that it is okay, that their feelings do matter. Their loss counts. And they can set boundaries.
0: And if they can cry, it's okay to cry.
2: Exactly. Exactly. There's no guilt. You know, what you're capable of and what you aren't capable of to let people know that. And to even allow your children to say no when they need to. Ask what they need and allow them that space to let you know.
0: Because, I mean, a lot of times you can walk up to somebody and say, I need a hug. And they go, what for? And say, my dog just died. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So don't feel bad about going even to your good friends, you know, and they're coming over and they're trying to help you do this and do that. And just say, you know, sometimes I just need a hug or sometimes I just need to cry. I've been waking up in the middle of the night crying all night long. Tell me it's okay. Let me vent. And sometimes the best friend can do nothing but sit right there and let you vent. And that helps those that really don't know what to do. You're giving them a gift. What do you mean by that?
2: If you tell them what you need, if you communicate your needs and they can give that to you, if they really don't know and um, they're one of those people that just is kind of there and they don't know what to do for you, if you let them know, it's also giving them a gift that they're able to help you. It makes them feel good also. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I can see that because they're sitting there going, this is my best friend. I don't know how to handle this. And the gift you're giving them is saying, I need a hug. Yeah. Or just let me tell you about Fluffy and yeah. let me cry my heart out. And you tell me it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Because I know sometimes after Mike had died, I would call a friend of mine. I said, tell me it's going to be okay. And then I can make it through this. And <laughs> she would say, it'll be okay. And you can make it through this. Now, I didn't believe her, but it felt good for her to tell me. Yes. And so I think that there are times when you just reach out and just say, I can't handle this by myself. I keep crying. Tell me how to stop crying. And somebody will say to you, you don't. You just keep crying. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because, you know, Mike's been gone 18 years now and you hit me on a bad day. I'm going to be crying up one side and down the other. Nothing wrong with that because I'm the first person to push you past your grief if I can. But, hey. If it takes that long, and I think there's always a soft spot in your heart where you're going to have that time where you go, I don't want to do this. I don't mm-hmm. want him not to be there. And it's it's true because there's just that little hole. And then when you get in that little hole and you're just like a little gerbil and you only your nose is out and even your whiskers are like limp. And you go, I just can't do this. That's when you have to dig in and take that grief and deal with it. And on that note, we're going to take a break, let our sponsors talk to you, and tell you how to deal with grief. Be right back. Sit.
3: Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact.
2: It's designerpetsweaters.com, the latest fashion trends for our furry friends. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com
3: Having a rough day? (laughs) Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika, Kate Abbott, and Petra Burke. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk pets. Radio, PetLife Radio, PetLifeRadio.com. Pet
0: so here we are, this tiny little gerbil with limp whiskers looking up out of this hole of grief going, I don't want to live, I don't want to be here, this isn't happening, I'll never get through it. Well, you do live through it, may take a while, uh, may hurt like crazy, but you can get through it and once again you're going, oh, she's going to tell us to join that pet loss group again, isn't she? Uh-huh come on over there. We have a good group. They all cry together, pray together, support each other, care about each other, and then tell you good stories. So Diane, tell us about the things that you think is good to do while you're grieving for your pet, how to deal with it. Be in touch
1: with what you need as much as possible. And if what you need is to be by yourself then do
0: that as much as possible. Sometimes, Except don't always take a bottle of wine with you because you
2: just don't take
0: holiday cheer with you because for those of you who think that wine or libation can help you get through grief, it only depresses you more. So I do have to add that. That's probably uh, somebody's going, oh, she's not talking about that, is she? Yeah, I am. Because a lot of times when people who are single, they just go say, well, I'm going to go have some Christmas libation or holiday libation to get me through this. I promise you. On the other side of it, mm mm-mm makes it worse and literally physically any alcoholic libation does increase depression so that's not going to be a good thing in the long run go ahead diane
1: in the short run only not but not in the long right. run yes mm-hmm. do what you need to do if cry as much as you need to cry look at pictures if you need to look at pictures if you don't 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 if you if There are things that you want and need to get through and you want to postpone that a little bit. Um, If you want to make memorials, I, I had an ornament made with a picture of Selena that I hung on my tree. I also at the time was working on a photo book with her story and I cried a lot and that helped me a lot with my process at the same time. If you are around a lot of people, if you have a lot of company or if you're staying elsewhere... After your pet passes and you're grieving, try to find some time, whether it's going for a walk, some time when you can be alone with your heart, and know that you can still talk to your pet. And you still have a
0: connection. And here's something I need to say, because in all the communication that I do with animals, one of the first questions everybody says is, tell them I love them. Well, it's really important that you know you never lose an energy connection. Write that down. Put it on your refrigerator. So if your pet dies, it will get you through. You never lose an energy connection, ever. No matter what form it's in, fur, people, whatever, it just changes forms. It just changes forms. You never lose an energy connection. And I think once you grasp that concept, and Frankie, you're up next on this, I think that it will help expand your mind and it will allow your heart to start thinking about, huh, what if we are still connected? wonder what that feel like. And once you bump over that little curb, that's when you start to heal. What do you think, Frankie?
2: Yes, totally, totally agree. And to do that, yet yeah, it changes your vibration. So you can actually, the healing process starts with the vibration shifting a little. And it just has to be a little uh, to get it started. You can't move from grief to joy in one big jump. And it, I think it's realizing that there is no normal. There's only natural. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important that grieving, it's not a problem to solve. It's not something to get through. It's getting to this is who I am now. And this is who, you know, this is who my pet is now. How do I move forward with them in their new form? How do I make that part of my life in their new form? And that I think that's what you were speaking to. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of closure, like I believe closure is a myth. I don't, I think closure, and I've had several of my clients say, but closure sounds so final. It sounds like they're gone. And I said, so then let's say, how do I include my pet's transition into my life? Recreate your personal schema, who you are, and how the relationship is different now. And it gives it a different feeling.
0: Ooh, I like that. Because that's truth. You really have to. That's why I don't like to say pet death. I like to say transition because you're literally going from one energy form to another, and you do have to reincorporate your life. And I think one of the things you can do in my book, Animal Reincarnation, Everything You Always Want to Know, if you want to touch your pet on the other side, there are techniques in there. It's also on YouTube. If you want to learn to see your pet on the other side, there's exercises and samples in there for you to be able to do that. If you want to talk to them and pray to them, the minute you accept your pet on the other side as a living energy, you'll start getting signs, you'll start feeling better, you'll start seeing them more in your dreams, they'll start rubbing up against you, you can feel them jumping on the bed. You'll be getting all sorts of things that you didn't realize was, quote, possible once you go over that little speed bump in your mind of dead is dead. No, it's transition. It's literally transitioning from one fur form to, to a living, never-ending love energy. And that speed bump is going to be the little thing in your mind that only you can shift because that's part of your soul's evolving. And that's what you have to do. And nobody can do that for you but you. That's the good part of it. That's the bad part of it. But once you do that, how would you say it opens your worlds, ladies? Oh, my goodness. It's such a
2: different feeling. And I'll talk about bear. When I I mean, I certainly miss his little fur body, but I just feel him with me. And I don't even know how to explain that I feel him with me. Uh, It just changes your whole life. I I joke and I say, okay, buddy, mommy's going to go to the store. You can ride along with me now. You don't have to stay home. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, just that feeling, it does raise your vibration. And it does allow more in to feel them even more, to know they're there even more. Diane?
1: It allows me to really feel... The joy, the continued yeah. presence of her energy in my life, allows me to smile at the memories. And and in the beginning, the memories made me cry. And the very same memories now make me smile. I know she's there. I know. I know her energy's there. It's 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 not possible any other way. She can't. She can't just be gone. She was too big of a presence and. And I do the same, Frankie. Sometimes I envision her riding in the car with me, and now she can go anywhere. The other cats can't. <laughs> and so that She's always been special,
0: and now she's even more special. More special. Yeah, because she's not limited by a little fur body. She can be anywhere, anytime. And I think that's a good thing. Now, one of the things that is a mistake that I do want to add here that I think is important for people to understand is there is a mistake you can make. The mistake you can make is being too angry, too guilty, too long. First of all, there is no guilt because a pet chooses its exit point. Now, there's a whole radio show on that, chapter in the book on that. Come on over and we'll discuss it. Second, Angry, that diminishes you getting signs from the other side, too, so come on over. We'll talk you through that, too, in our Facebook group. But one of the worst mistakes you can make is making rituals and memorials that lock your pet into dead. Like, oh, Fluffy died, and the only place I can see him is in this box of ashes and the rose in his dog collar. Uh, no, he's standing behind you in spirit-living form going, Yo, I'm right here. Y'all want to pay attention? I can't. Fluffy's dead. He's in that box. No. Fur, toenails, teeth are in the box. Fluffy's standing behind you wagging his tail going, Mom, I want you to be happy. Let's go with this. Let's play. Just like she said, take me in the car. Let's go. And one of the ways I learned that is with Mike died, I was just everywhere just going crazy, the fact that he had died. And then all of a sudden, it struck me one day. I'm going to compartmentalize my heart and make a little box that is Mike's box. And inside, I put all of the good memories. And every time I would get sad, just like was previously said, I would open that little box and pull out the most delicious of my memories with Mike, and I would smile. And that made me savor all the good things. Instead of walking around going, he's gone, he's gone. And there's nothing wrong with that, because, hey, I still do that, and it's 18 years later, all right? I have my he's gone days. But... The majority of my days is, I am so glad I had that opportunity to know him. I have never been loved like that, probably will never be loved like that again. And ooh, did I love that feeling, and I just like am a little pig in the sunshine wiggling around in the feel of his love and energy. And when you have your little heartfelt box and you put those wonderful memories in there, it allows you to smile, like Diane said about Selena rather than grieve. Now, she can grieve, too, but you need to start formulating that little heart box of good things, because that's what's going to move you forward. Ladies, your contributions?
1: And that didn't happen overnight. In the beginning, I felt the memories, and and they did make me cry. They did make me sad. But every now and then, there was a little glimmer of joy, and that that built on itself. And so, the way I feel now also has to do with the passage of time, and just, just the the stronger belief that she still is there in energy form. But I couldn't have done
2: it in the beginning. No, I totally agree. In the beginning, I was a mess. I was a mess. and um, But now, as, as time goes by, I still have my moments. Like you said, Brent, I still have my moments where I break down. And Oh, yeah. Ugh. But there's more smiles. There's more good memories. There's more just talking to her like he's here. And I know you mentioned time, Diane, and it does... They say time does heal, and I just say time really is neutral. It's what we do with that time. If we engage in healing actions, time helps us heal. But really, time is just neutral, so we have to engage in something, and then time will help us heal.
0: And I think you have to sort of focus on hopefully positive. And I really like the idea that they're even doing with humans. It's calling a celebration of life instead of a funeral. Oh, yes. And I think that's pretty important. I think So I think that if you can address this as a celebration of life, rather than focusing on guilt, anger, and poor me, I've lost Fluffy. I mean, I sat around for over seven years, you know, grieving Mike. And so I pretty much got the point of, oh, you can just take it on forever. And then you meet people who've lost their husband or their wife or somebody, and it's like 15 years later, and they're still grieving. Well, that's the kind of grief that's not conducive to evolving and moving forward in life, even though you have to honor that that's their soul's choice. But here's the important thing. Your pet would not want you to be at home, not having love, not sharing love, and being happy. That's what love is about. That's what the purr form or the fur form is about. Loving you, making you smile, making you be happy. So when you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm just going to keep grieving over this, your pet's going, man, I wish she would quit that stuff. She needs to be, I wish they'd be, you know, she needs to be being happy about this stuff. I had a good time. If she could just get over this, we can have a good time together. I can jump on the bed. I can visit her in my dreams. I can send her penny fur balls and play her favorite song. And, ooh, we could just get on with this. But I can't do anything until she invites the joy into her heart. So my suggestion is make that little box, a little heartfelt box is what I call it, and put all the joy in there. And every time you get splintered, or shattered in your soul, try and take out just one little memory from that box and it will move you forward into love and joy rather than tears and pain. And I think what we're going to do today is going to add our final little session on after you've had that holiday death and now you're into the first holiday season. What would you suggest, Diane, if your pet passed last year and this is the first year you have to deal with this,
1: if your heart breaks open again, it's that's okay. okay. That's okay because there will be a lot of triggers, and there will likely be a lot of memories. And if that doesn't happen, that's okay too. If you look at pictures of of your pet previous holiday, it's likely that that will will stir up some grief again. It will pass. There's we assign us many of us, not all of us, assign different meanings to the holidays, and so it's. What we do is part of our own process and know that you you will feel better again if, if, you, if you have what feels like a relapse, that it doesn't mean you're going to backtrack. You won't be able to move on and move through
0: it. It just means some tears that weren't poured out at the <laughs> right time. You just pour out a few more tears, which is perfectly okay. And I think another thing, though, is for every bad memory you have or relapse or visitation of how your heart felt, Try and pull out to match it a joy. Like, look at the silly pictures with them sitting with antlers on their ears. I took a picture of my dog friend, the dog with me on his bottom, and with a Santa hat on. I really feel guilty about taking that picture because the look he gave me <laughs> with his face was like, oh, please, you are not doing this to me. It is so ridiculous, and it is, he is so adamant in his stare that I'm making him look like a fool that I just laugh at it hysterically every time. So when you're pulling out those pictures and you're looking at everything, if you can balance it with something that's just, oh, my God, you should have seen them in the Nutcracker tutu. That was just not an outfit that they look good in. (laughs) Or, you know, them hanging upside down and they've gotten in the Christmas stocking. Or you're taking a picture because they're on the third limb from the top in the Christmas tree and you're going, oh, my God, the tree's going over any minute. But it shifts your mind to the joy and the goodness that is in your heart and tries to alleviate some of the pain. Any ideas, Frankie?
2: Oh, that was wonderful. It was.
0: And I think to just like I always say be gentle
2: with yourself with the Christmas coming up. You know, if you've just lost your pet and the holidays are coming up, that there really there's no shoulds. Anything that you're feeling is okay. And you know, if you feel like laughing and crying at the same time, that's okay. If you're feeling a joyful moment with your pet. Just embrace and acknowledge that it is going to be different. It's not going to be the same, and it's okay to make new traditions. Um, it's okay to include your pet. In fact, you know, I recommend including the pet that's transitioned
0: because they're still here. Yep, just in a different form. Exactly. Diane, you have any closing words you want to impart to help people get through that are in a situation they really don't want to be in?
1: Well, that sums it yeah. up. No one wants to be in that situation and the holidays... Just magnify that sometimes. There's no easy way. What Frankie said, be gentle with yourself. Seek support where you need to. And, and do, as Brent said, do look for the joy. Um, the joy for me was, was in a picture of Selena under the Christmas tree. And although that made me sad because she was no longer there in physical form, she, I, I remembered the feeling. I remember the feeling of, of when she was. So look for that joy, and it will build,
2: Frankie. If you don't think you can get to that joy, if that's just like I, I won't get there. And I always say, start out in tiny little steps. You can't jump there. I read something that spoke to me, and I'm going to do it this year. It said, float a flower in your pet's water dish. Oh. Um,
0: so like a Christmas flower, floated in your pet's water dish. Don't use poinsettias because poinsettias are poisonous. So don't. Very don't good.
2: Use poins- <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, like plant, plant a tree. Plant some type of plant for them or plan to do that in the spring. Something Go hug to hug look- a
0: pet at the animal shelter and give a bag of food in your pet's honor. Yes, do donations. And during the holidays, share memories.
2: Like if, if you can around the dinner table or with people that will listen to or with children, share oh, your memories.
0: Or with your pets because they can listen. That's true. That's true. I mean, you know, when everybody's sitting at their food bowl, you can say, "Hey, remember Fluffy when he always ate all the whipped cream off of everything?" And your other yeah. pets will look at him, go, "Oh yeah, we didn't get any." So right. yeah, your pets are listening too. So yeah, include them and share the memories. And yeah, I think nice. that it all sums up to here's the bottom line, folks: one, it ain't gonna be easy; two, it's not gonna be easy; three, it's not gonna be easy. Four, yes, I'm going to change it on this one. Be gentle with yourself, but not so gentle that you don't push yourself to look for the joy in it. If you can't get through it, come on over to our Pet Loss Group on Facebook. And I have to throw this in. uh, My book, Animal Reincarnation, I do think helps take the edge off of pet death pain because it explains that pet death is not the end. It is transition. And I think that the more you focus on the joy that you shared together and less on the pain of losing the fursuit, then you will experience signs and dreams and visitations that will make your heart sing even further. And we thank you for taking time to listen to us today. We hope that we've shared something that will help you get through a time that we've all been through and don't ever want to go through again. But that's what life is, constant transition and change. And we wish for you living energy, which is never-ending love. And we hope that your heart experiences the joy of never-ending love in whatever fur form it takes. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
3: Let's Talk Pets